I heard a man say that he needed to lose weight before he could start running. Well, I thought that was odd. That's like a writer who waits for inspiration behind the book or a manager who waits for a promotion to begin to lead his field or a startup that waits for full funding before launching a disruptive product. Hmm. Robin Sharma, The 5am Club. Are you ready to be the master architect of your life? Are you ready to design your business and invest the needs that create the lifestyle you've always dreamt of? Are you ready to learn from entrepreneurs and millionaires who have achieved a certain level of success? Hey, this is Derek, location independent entrepreneur, and you are listening to the Before the Millions podcast. Hi, I'm Gina Lofton. I am an investor, and you're listening to the Before the Millions podcast. Hey there, my name is Heather Havenwood, marketing coach and global entrepreneur. And you are listening to the Before the Millions podcast. Hey, this is Mark Asquith, the host of the 7 Minute Mentor podcast, global entrepreneur and all-round geek. And you are listening to the Before the Millions podcast. I am MC Lobster, the cash flow ninja, and you're listening to Before the Millions podcast. You're listening to the Before the Millions podcast. Whether you're looking to invest for cash flow or build an online business that allows you to be location independent, you've come to the right place. Mr. Hollywood himself presents the Before the Millions podcast. And now your host, DeRay Olalaye. What is going on, good people? Welcome to the Before the Millions podcast. Guys, I'm currently recording this podcast episode at 12.01 p.m. in the afternoon, January 1st, 2020. Welcome to the new year. Welcome to your year of clarity, of 2020 clarity. I want to talk about two things that will really propel your prosperity here in this year, here in this new decade. Two things that if you do, and if you do meticulously well, your results will be out of this world. Your business, your life will change forever. These two habits that I'm getting ready to discuss with you are habits that you have to work on Honestly, for the rest of your life, you just don't perfect these things. It's a continuous growing process day after day, week after week, month after month. But I guarantee you that if you just try these two habits for the next just 90 days, 90 days, two brand new habits starting January 1st or whenever you're hearing my voice, listen to this podcast. The next 90 days, commit to these two habits And your results will most likely make you commit to these two habits much longer than 90 days. Habit number one, own your morning, elevate your life. This is a quote taken out of the 5 a.m. club, which is a book written by Robin Sharma. Robin is also the author of The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. Now, this quote own your morning, elevate your life is stated at least 15, 20 times inside of the book. Robin's theory is that if you wake up before everybody else, if you wake up at 5 a.m. and you dedicate one hour to yourself, just doing that alone will have significant impacts in your daily life, in your business, in your health, in your wealth. He calls it the victory hour. And last year when I read this book, I think I, I first read this book back in April or May of 2019. And I had already had a steady morning routine. I had read The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod, and I believe the structure that I was following for a power hour, per se, was called The Savers. You pray, you meditate, you visualize, you journal, 
all that good stuff. Robin's approach is very similar. There aren't, there aren't five or six different things. There's three different things. So there's, so there's three 20 minute segments that you're going to dedicate to yourself. One is in the area of physical fitness, a quick workout. Another is in the area of knowledge, learning, picking up something new. And a last is in the area of reflection and gratitude and being present in the moment. And just doing those three things every single morning at 5 a.m. can radically change your life. I mean, I experience it every single day. When I wake up, the feeling of knowing that I am one of the few people, it just feels like it. Obviously, you're not, but the feeling of the feeling of just being one of the few people up, getting your day started hours before people are waking up, it's second to none. And you feel so much more prepared. You feel so much more ahead of your game. So studies show that by waking up early, by waking up at 5 a.m., your productivity throughout the day rises. Your gratefulness throughout the day rises. Your calmness throughout the day rises. You give yourself a chance to reflect and prepare on the day ahead of you and your victories throughout the day rise. So I've been implementing this for the better part of a year. And yes, I've had struggle moments. I've had weeks and sometimes, yes, even months where I've fell off of the bandwagon and I and I just couldn't bring myself to wake up at 5 a.m. But over this past month, over the past month of December, I've gotten back into my routine. I know what type of year I want 2020 to be. And I didn't want to wait to January 1st to start, quote unquote, a New Year's resolution. I wanted to build this inside of my lifestyle so that it keeps going. You know, I started in December so that once January 1st today came, it's just a natural process. I don't even think twice about it. So again, that's that's the first thing that I want you to just commit to for the next 90 days. You can call it a miracle morning. You could call it a victory hour, but make sure that you wake up at 5 a.m. Make sure that you get that first hour in. Point number two, thing number two that will make you prosperous, guaranteed in 2020, small, daily, seemingly insignificant improvements when done consistently over time yield staggering results. That quote comes from Robin Sharma as well. This reminds me of a book I just got done reading again for the second time. Atomic Habits. And doing something, even if it's just a little bit that you can get done that day, but doing something every single day consistently, as small as it may be, that compounding effect is astronomical. So this is another practice that I've really, really taken to heart. And I hope that you will too, because whatever it is that, that you need to do to keep your business moving forward, whatever your key indicators are, whatever metrics you're tracking, there need to be keystone habits associated with those metrics to make sure that you're keeping in alignment with your goals. Now, for me, I found this really, really challenging at first, and it took a little bit of getting used to, but coinciding this with the 5 a.m. club and waking up at 5 a.m. every day, I realized that my power hour from five to six gave me all the clarity that I needed, helped me prepare for my day, helped me to visualize the transactions that would happen that day, the lives I would change that day, the content I would produce that day. And 10 times out of 10, it's always been a better day just by having that preparedness, just by not feeling so rushed. So right after that, I head to the gym. So from 6 to sometimes 7.15, 7.30, maybe even 8 o'clock, I'm at the gym. And I'm knocking out my workout in the morning. This way, and this feeling is an amazing one as well, where I know that I have the rest of my day after 8 o'clock. I have the rest of my day. I don't have to worry about, 
a workout in the evening or a workout during lunch or when am I going to be able to get my workout in or am I going to be able to get it in today? You know how sometimes things come up during the time that you actually planned on working out in the evening and now you got to cancel the workout or push the workout back or maybe do it tomorrow. But in this scenario, it's already done before my day even starts. So then here's where I want you guys to focus in on. Now, all of my calls start at 10 a.m. So whether I'm being interviewed on a podcast, I'm interviewing somebody for the Before the Millions podcast, I have a one-on-one coaching call with a client, I have a one-on-one coaching call with a mastermind member, I have a client workshop Q&A, or maybe I have a mastermind meeting. I may have an appointment with a motivated seller, which actually involves me getting in my car and driving to a home, which during that time, I'm probably still on the phone having another meeting. I may be on the phone with the buyer or my accountant. I may be producing content and maybe on Facebook Live. All of this starts at 10 a.m. It really doesn't end. And oftentimes my calendar is booked days and weeks in advance. So I have a few clients that I talk to every single week on, at a certain time. And we built their real estate business. I have a few clients who just pick random times on my calendar and have already booked times in March. Or some clients who are in the middle of a deal and just require that impromptu help. So I know after 10 o'clock, my calendar is being set by the obligations that I have in both businesses. Again, whether I'm talking to motivated sellers and tenants or whether I'm talking to clients and mastermind members. So that, that time between 8 and 10, I use that which I haven't always done this until the second time I read Atomic Habits. I use that time to do the two most important things in my business that will, no matter what, no matter what calls I'm on, no matter what happens throughout the day, no matter what deviations I need to make between eight and 10, I use that time to push business forward, to perform those key tasks in my business that are absolutely vital for my business. So for an example, if you're a real estate entrepreneur, and you're a wholesaler and um, you got a ton of things going on in your business. You're working on your website. You're meeting with potential sellers. You're going to networking events. You're making your business cards. Um, you're, you're, you're cold calling. You're door knocking. There's a ton of different things that you're doing and there's a ton of different things that are important. And these things happen over the progression of your day. And sometimes you may just get a random call and you may have to run to a property or you may have to stop everything that you're doing and, and, and put a fire out. So what I see most often happen with real estate entrepreneurs and investors is we start to live a life where we're just putting out fires and we're being reactive to the events of the day, right? We're, we're letting our email inbox control our day. And then when we're not putting out fires, we're not really focused on the things that move our business forward. We're still trying to get that website up. We're still trying to get those business cards to be perfect. And all the while, your business is losing money. And your business is no longer a business. And I often see burnout with a lot of quote unquote investors burnout before they even get their first deal because they're not focused on the actual thing that is going to put money in their pocket. The actual thing that is going to move business forward every single day, whether or not you put out those fires, whether or not your website is up, whether or not your business cards are designed, whether or not you go to the next meetup. There's only one thing in every single person's business that will absolutely keep business moving forward, whether or not you do anything else. What is that one thing for your business? And with the number of businesses that I've been exposed to, I'm pretty sure that yours is going to have something to do with sales and marketing. Whatever that one thing is, you need to have a habit, an atomic habit associated with that one thing and making sure that you knock out that one thing if nothing else every single day. Imagine doing that for 365 days. Imagine if one of my atomic habits was to do outreach. 
for more exposure for this podcast and the educational platform in general. So I probably guested on about 15 podcasts in 2019. And a lot of that, if not 100% of it, were through external requests, people inviting me onto their show, people doing outreach to see if I'd be interested in speaking to their audience. So I accepted those. I wasn't looking for new opportunities. I wasn't adamant about it. I wasn't specific about it. It wasn't something that I was I was purposefully going out to do. But when I started noticing the impact that it had coming back to this podcast and the platform and the movement in general, I realized that it was something that I needed to be cognizant of and something I need to do more of. So imagine having outreach once a day, every single day to another podcast host or to a a speaking committee or to an event planner or just to the general person that books speakers for events all around the country. Imagine having one of those conversations every single day. There are 366 days in this year. Imagine having one of those conversations every single day for 366 days. How many more podcasts will I be on? How many more stages will I be on? How many more people can I get the message out to so that I could have a powerful impact in this world? That conversation is a keystone habit. That conversation goes in between my 8 a.m. and my 10 a.m. So the way my real estate business is set up, virtual assistants, and this is not just me, this is also my clients and how I teach the motivated seller method. Virtual assistants are making outbound calls, looking for leads, bringing leads to me and my clients. Imagine going through leads every single day. Between 8 and 10, I decide to talk to at least two leads about buying their property between the hours of 8 and 10 a.m. If I do that seven days a week, every single day, that's 14 leads that I would have spoken to. If I do that for two weeks, that's 28 leads. If I do that for a month, that is 56 leads that I would have spoken to. If we're closing on an average of one lead per every 25 leads, That's two deals a month. Two deals a month, people. What would two deals a month do for your 2020? That's life changing. So guess who's doing this between eight and 10 every single day? I am. So imagine this. Between five and six is my victory hour. Between six and eight is my workout time. Between eight and 10, I'm performing the one thing in my business, whether it's before the millions educational platform or Urban Wealth, the real estate company, I'm performing the one thing in my business that will keep business moving forward so that by 10 a.m. every single day, regardless of the flyers I have to put out, regardless of the number of calls I'm on, regardless of the teaching I'm doing, regardless of the Facebook lives, regardless of the appointments I'm going out on, regardless of the days I decide to just completely take off. By 10 a.m., I feel as though I truly have already gotten in a full day's worth of work. And most people have barely gotten their day started. And I've been doing this for a few weeks now when it feels amazing. And I'm just imagining the compounding effect for doing that for months, for doing that for the entire year of 2020. And one thing you may be thinking is, well, DeRay, you're an entrepreneur. You're a full-time entrepreneur. I still have my nine to five. I don't have the luxury of up until 10 a.m. to get my life together. I totally understand that. And I'm not saying your schedule should be identical to my schedule. What I'm saying is that you should have these blockout periods to make sure that what's most important for you and your business is prioritized. So if that means that you're working out for 20 minutes in your power hour and then you're not proceeding with another workout after that, that's a workout. That's fine. I don't include working out in my power hour because I want my power hour to include more knowledge. I want to learn Spanish here in the next few months, literally be fluent at Spanish. I've taken Spanish one, two, and three, and I'm still like... 
average. I want to be fluent. I want to officially make it my third language. So I have to put in the time. So that's what I'm going to do during my power hour. But you see your you do your power hour how you see fit. Right. So if that means that you're doing knowledge and learning and gratitude in the first 40 minutes and then you're using the last 20 minutes to stretch that out into an hour's workout, then do that. But ultimately, whether or not you have the next hour after that, so from six to seven, or you have the next two hours after that before you go to work from six to eight, ultimately prioritize what's first in your business, what has to get done. And if you still feel as though, hey, there's no time at all in the morning for me to prioritize that, do it during lunch. If there's no time during lunch, do it as soon as you get out of work, right? Make it the first thing that you do. So you have to eat that frog. If it was easy, everybody would be doing it. So figure out what works for you, how you can manipulate your schedule to make this fit for your particular circumstance, but get it done. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. It's hard. (laughs) It is very hard. It was so hard for me to wake up this morning and do it today. Like it's New Year's. Everybody's chilling. Everybody's closed. And there's so many excuses, so many reasons in my head as to why I shouldn't be doing what I'm doing. I shouldn't call motivated sellers on New Year's. Respect their privacy. Respect this day. Well, guess what? If We normally get one out of every five people to pick up the phone when we call expireds. Today, I've gotten three, sometimes four out of every five people picking up the phone because they think it's a relative or they think it's somebody wishing them Happy New Year's, which I did, of course. And it's turned out to be amazing. I shouldn't be reaching out to this event host to speak at her event in a few weeks at Oyster Creek. I shouldn't go work out today. The gym's probably closed anyways. I shouldn't have a victory hour. This is the one day that I should give myself to sleep in. All of these reasons why I shouldn't. And then I go back to my goal and my vision for 2020. And I think about all the reasons why I must and why I have and why I did and why I am actually doing recording this podcast now, talking to you. People are going to call you crazy. People are going to call you difficult. People are going to call you different. People are going to call you rigid. People are going to call you unbalanced, but they don't see what you see. They don't have 2020 vision for your 2020 vision. Okay. Okay. Promise. That's my last one. All change is hard at first. Messy in the middle and gorgeous at the end. Robin Sherma, the 5 a.m. club. It's not going to be easy. For me, it hasn't been easy. But I know that going back to atomic habits, if I do it every single day and I make it routine, it becomes easier and easier. And there's a certain point. Some people like to say it's at the 66 day mark or the 90 day mark. There's a certain point in which it is who you are. It's a part of your lifestyle. It would be weird for you not to do it. It'd be off for you not to do it. And once you get to that point, man, I know that's an amazing feeling. So let's get to that point here in the next 90 days. One year from today, I guarantee you, you'll be so happy that you started today. The flow of life rewards positive action. There's no way that you're going to do something for 366 days. Even if you just get on cold calls for 10 minutes and talk to sellers, 10 minutes. I'm not asking you to dedicate a whole hour or two hours a day like I do my clients. Just 10 minutes for 366 days. There's, It's almost impossible for you not to have a, at least a deal or two done. Go write it down, as my mom used to say. But once you actually commit to this, once you actually commit to 10 minutes a day, within the first few weeks, I guarantee you, you'll be stretching beyond that. You'll be trying to do 30 minutes and then the, and then an hour. It goes back to the fact that you know the hardest part about going to the gym is getting to the gym. And once you're there, you feel a little bit more motivated to push, to do a little bit more, to do everything, even if you only plan on doing half before. You're in the flow. You're present. You want to see the result. You want to experience the result. You want to create the result. So you'll push past 10 minutes once a week or two has passed. But I'm using 10 minutes as a guide so that we can go ahead and install that habit now. So against my quote unquote better judgment, I made calls this morning. I made follow-up calls. I set appointments. 
I have appointments for the rest of the week to go see homes. So I just pulled up one of my lead sheets from this morning, again, thinking that there's no reason I should be making calls on January 1st. And um, I'm currently in negotiations with the seller who listed his property on the market, on the MLS at 750 about half a year ago. So six months ago, he listed it with the realtor at 750 and the property did not sell. The property definitely wasn't worth 750 And looking at the property, they decreased the sales price a few months later to 700000 So they dropped it by fifty grand. Yet and still, it didn't sell. They dropped it again to six eighty, And then that's when it got my attention because I have alerts for expired listings. So what happened is that the six-month contract with the realtor expired. The realtor that listed the property wasn't able to sell within those six months, so the contract expired. So then it popped up on my radar because I attack expireds. And I understood his motivation. I knew exactly what he had been through. I knew what he was hoping to get out of the property. I knew that listing on the market with a realtor at 680, he probably wasn't looking at taking home any more than 625 or 620. Once he's factoring closing costs, realtor commissions, buyer discounts, holding costs. I mean, he held the property for six months and it's vacant. So he's still paying his mortgage and all the other costs associated with the property. This is a bleeding neck for this guy. Like he's, he's dishing out cash and he's not seeing any type of returns. So we had a conversation this morning and I asked him how much he wanted for the property. And he said 670. And that price is still a little bit too high for me, but I have certain strategies in my arsenal that allow me to take down the property at 670, maybe even 680 if I wanted to. So I showed him those options. I showed him what it would look like if I had to buy the property cash from him today. And then I also showed him what it would look like if he would own or finance the property to me. And that really piqued his interest. Because this is one of the options where he could actually get his full price. Me paying cash, it would be less than half of what he was looking for. So he wasn't interested in an all-cash offer, but owner financing, on the other hand, that really piqued his interest. So I explained to him what that would look like, and I told him what I would do once he owner financed the property to me. And in that conversation, he realized that a lot of the things that I would do once he owned the finance the property to me, he can do itself. He would actually want to do itself. So then I gave him another option, which is a strategy that I teach my clients, where we get the property under contract as if it was a wholesale deal. And instead of wholesaling the property to an investor, which is looking for a minimum of a 30% discount, not including repairs, this property doesn't need any repairs. This property is moving ready. So instead of getting that contract and assigning it to an investor, I plan on getting that contract. Now I have equitable interest in the property, finding a buyer, a tenant buyer who would pay market for the property because of their circumstance and in fact would be willing to pay more, putting them on a rent to own program, which allows me to collect the down payment from them and split that down payment with the seller. So ultimately and ideally, I'll be able to walk out of this deal in about two weeks with 30 grand in my pocket and not a dime of my own money in the deal. The seller has another 15 grand in his pocket, and now he has a buyer in there that's currently renting the property until the buyer qualifies for financing to be able to buy the property. So the numbers come out to where he gets his asking price and some. So I think with the realtor, he was uh, he was slated to make about 133K because he had a mortgage on the property. And with me, he slated to make about 193K uh, again because he has a mortgage on the property.
So and then it's also a win for the buyer, the tenant buyer who in this market is not able to get financing, but through our rent to own program can qualify for financing over time. So all three parties win. Um, by the way, guys, this method that I've been teaching for over a year now is called the motivated seller method. I'm just now creating a course around it. That's taken up most of my time. So if you guys are interested in that course, it's coming out in this quarter, actually. Go ahead and uh, get on the waiting list over at beforethemillions.com forward slash M. SM. And that stands for Motivated Seller Method. This was about a 40-minute conversation this morning. And if everything goes well, one or two more conversations and one or two appointments with this seller, uh, meeting with them at their home, and uh, we'll have a deal. Now, this morning, I didn't I didn't set out to make calls for three, four, or five hours. I set out to, to do the bare minimum. But I just wanted to make sure I got it done. I just wanted to make sure that I didn't break the chain, that I didn't use January 1st as an excuse to not go to work today. And I may just get a deal out of it, guys. So understand this. It's all about tiny daily wins in the right key areas that will have the biggest impact on your business. Again, the quote was that small daily, seemingly insignificant improvements, when done consistently over time, yield staggering results. But you and I both know that very few of us have the patience to endure the long game. Who's still going to be with us in February? Who's still going to be with us in May and June and September? Right? It's just like the gym. The gym is going to be packed tomorrow. I'm not going to be able to find any type of workout machine. The bodies are everywhere. But come March 31st after spring break and in the winter time, oh my goodness, nobody goes to the gym. I have the entire gym to myself. And that's because few of us have the endurance and the patience to stick it through for the long haul. The ones that do, those are the people that end up being successful. Again, all change is hard at first, messy in the middle, and gorgeous at the end. If you own your morning, you will elevate your life. If you make tiny improvements to your keystone habit, every day you will elevate your life. And if you continue listening to this podcast here in 2020, you will elevate your life. My name is Darrell Lalia, and I wish you prosperity over the next decade and beyond.